As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. Weird day. Name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on a bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief on this empty backwoods planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man, I thought you were gonna die. Cut me loose, cut me loose, behind you. Whoa! Thought I was done for. Be a light snack or a snarling creature. Then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. With a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. Thought I'd say something clever. Thanks. Uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could. I think she was trying to read my mind or something. From there. Things just got even weirder. This is Gate, 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 Gate. 36 pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue 1, available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com. Issue 2, crowdfunding now on Indiegogo. Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve. I am one of the hosts. And with me is a man who once sold Jessica Spano's speed. It's... It's, uh, yeah. Hell, how are you I'm excited. I'm so excited but I'm also scared. <laughs> uh, how about yourself? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm also excited, but I'm not scared, Steve. I don't live my life right. in I'm, fear. Right, I'm not scared either. Uh, I mean, in fact, if, if I had done a bunch of speed before this podcast, I'd be ready to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to jump into the world of, uh, of Saved by the Bell, uh, recommended by you. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I grew up watching Saved by the Bell, like uh, so so many of us mm-hmm. did back in the '90s. I assume you uh, oh, watched it as well. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm just curious. Did you have that? Uh, like, did you watch it before you went to high school? And then when you got to high school and saw that high school was nothing like Saved by the Bell, you kind of like sort of just tossed it aside and stopped watching because that's what happened to me for the most part. No, Steve, I don't throw away things. <laughs> oh, in my you life, just keep everything, uh, huh? Like that, but 
I, I just I hope your family's not listening, or that they're at least aware of the kind of man you are. They're very Zach-like, oh, actually. If anything, I'm, uh, nothing could be further but, from uh, me and Zach Morris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You guys have well. I guess your hair's not really blonde, but uh, anyway, yeah. No, I I watched it uh, as it aired. I think from like season two forward. Like I never caught Miss Bliss. Um, well, I remember later. when they were uh, rerunning uh, Miss Bliss, but they were still calling it Saved by the Bell. And then uh, mm-hmm. my mom, uh, I right. guess she, because uh, as it's been recorded in past uh, Disney-themed episodes of Obscurity Now, we had the Disney Channel at a very early age. And I guess she must have caught Miss Bliss because she would... So I guess much like much like Zach Morris in this episode, you also only think poor people are people that don't have cable. Oh, uh, growing up, was that? <laughs> well, like we were out in the boonies, so we had a satellite dish, so, so we were even better than them. Like... Oh, oh, excuse me, spaceman! Didn't realize uh, I had an astronaut adjacent uh, co-host here. How's Buzz doing? And I do mean Buzz Aldrin, I, the astronaut. Sadly, my mind went to Buzz Lightyear, and I was like, well, his uh, latest feature flopped. Pretty pretty hard i don't know if you heard or not but uh i'm sure you know all about it being a disney head since birth or whatever uh, there's nothing i love more than the walt disney corporation uh oh yeah you you don't complain about it every episode no definitely not Uh, not unless it's brought up you know how like red letter media you know how red letter media does super cuts of mike uh Mm -hmm. talking about star trek we can do that with you complaining about And then we can do this. that about you talking about Star Trek. So it all works that's out. Fine by, that's fine by me. And no, I'm, I'm fine with it, too. I'm fine with it, too. I even get to talk about it in this episode. Spoiler alert. Really? Hmm. Well, that is interesting. Well, let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into uh, the Saved by the Bell Christmas special. What do you say? Let's do it. So who's your favorite Saved by the Bell character? Do you have a favorite Saved by the Bell character? I don't know if I have a favorite per se, but uh, I, I guess uh, Zach. You know, as a kid growing up, like, I liked him. I mean, now, like, I like him for different reasons. Because uh, when you watch the show as an adult later, you're like, wow, he's kind of a terrible person. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to posit I, the theory here that... Zach is basically a sexual predator that everyone is okay with. I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> Kelly even alludes to this. Yeah. Uh, they all support <laughs> it and are okay with it, even his mom. Yeah, like the new girl that Zach's trying to hit on at some point, she says, oh, yeah, Zach uh, was like, let's go sit on Santa's lap. And uh, Kelly is, tells her, I'm surprised he didn't make you sit on his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I think I have it written down later, but uh, but yeah, the the mom makes a very uh, similar uh, quip. But uh, I think yeah. um, well, not only you know does this uh, series, I mean, it starts you know at the end of the '80s and goes into the early '90s, but it's uh, also written and uh, directed by some pretty old dudes. So <laughs> I'm sure this right. behavior was perfectly okay with them back then. Yes, yes. Or for uh, the course. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Saved by the Bell ran from 1989 to 1992, and it was uh, four seasons, and created by TV writer Sam Bobrick for the Disney Channel, originally titled Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Uh, did, so, you never saw a single Good Morning, Miss Bliss episode? 
Or maybe you did and you didn't realize not, it. Not as good morning. No, I mean, I mean, I saw like when they re-aired it as season one of Saved by the Bell, but I never saw it originally. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, like same here. Was... I just think it's interesting. Like the only characters that made it out of there was uh, Zach, Screech, and Mr. Belding. Uh, and every... Yeah, everybody yeah. else was. I mean, but I think those were the best characters from the oh, show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in Screech, <laughs> he endured long after even Zach left. Or Screech and Mr. Belding. Yeah, yeah. He ends up in the new class, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. With his fake squeaky yeah. voice. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, all right, we already went there. And so the episode that we are talking about uh, today, or episodes, should I say, is from season three, episode 24 and 25, titled Home for Christmas Parts 1 and 2. And uh, they premiered, the first one premiered December 7th, 1991, and uh, followed up by the part two in December 14th, 1991. And uh, here's a synopsis, and I'm just gonna go right through both of them. Zach, Slater, Screech, Kelly, and Jesse are working at the mall for the holidays where they befriend a homeless man and his daughter. Part two. While Zach's mom prepares to put on the mall's production of A Christmas Carol, the gang try to help the Bentons, the aforementioned homeless people, get back on their feet for the holidays after Laura is accused of stealing. And uh, one of the elder statesman who uh, directed this uh, episode is uh, Don <laughs> Barnhart and he yeah he directed a lot of episodes of um, Say Bye yeah Bye. yeah basically uh, everyone here aside from a few of the writers are they're the I guess the series sort of stalwarts if you will and uh, Don, yeah. if you want to see some uh, past Don Barnhart episodes of uh, things that aren't Saved by the Bell <laughs> he directed Benson does anyone remember that show I yeah. do. Well, I mean, I I know I never right, watched yeah, it, but you know, you know who was on Benson, don't you? Um, s- Odo from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Uh, yeah. Renee Abadjonova. You were giving me time. That's who I was gonna say. But uh, sure, I guess we'll never know. But he also directed episodes of Mork and Mindy, and we're gonna review this someday. California Dreams. <clears throat> mm. Which, ironically, is uh, more obscure. Than Saved by the Bell. I I don't see Peacock doing a California Dreams oh, uh, that, reboot. Well, yeah, they won't do a reboot. But uh, I mean, is it is it at least on there to watch? I don't know, but I mean, you know, they did the Saved by the Bell right. reboot uh, a few years ago. It only had mm-hmm. two seasons. Uh, I don't know if you watched any of it, but it was actually pretty decent. I thought, although I didn't catch. It just had yet, uh, but... Slater and uh, Jesse on there, right? Uh, well, no, Zach and, uh, Kelly are on there too, but like very mm-hmm. sparingly. Uh, I believe in season two though, they do use more of the mm-hmm. regular cast from what I remember reading. And they have like an episode where they do like a little tribute to, uh, Dustin Diamond, AKA. Oh, Screech, and that's, who, uh, uh, it's kind of like a weekend at Bernie's where they take his corpse and pretend that he's alive. Is that one of those? <laughs> no, 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 no. But they, but they bring back, I know that they bring back, uh, the Oh, re- wow. Uh, and the. And Max Speaking himself. Speaking of uh, Max uh, himself, uh, so this year we went to the uh, Hollywood Christmas Parade, which is kind of cool, but also, I don't know, for weird for some weird reason, they always have, uh, well, I guess it's not really weird. They just kind of have celebrities in it that are kind of haven't heard from in a while. And uh, when we went last year, which was our first time going, who was in there? 
but Max himself. And he's like, hey, remember me. Nice. I'm not dead. Hey, <laughs> I'm the Max. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a podcast uh, that Mark Paul Gossler, a.k.a. Zach, uh, and this other guy. Oh, my God, his name just escapes me, uh, but it'll come back to me. Anyways, there's a podcast they did called Zach mm. to the Future. Uh, where they go in order covering the episodes of Saved by the Bell. They only did the first 50 because then their network, Cadence 13, oh. didn't pick him up. But uh, Dashiell mm -hmm. is his name. And But just a quick aside, and it's connected to this, there's a YouTube series uh, called um, Zach Morris' Trash. Oh, I thought you Trash. were going to reference that at some point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. They just do like three or four minute reviews of like, say by the bell episode and kind of talk about why what zach did that was awful in that episode you know it's sure. embellished but it's pretty much accurate but anyways the guy that wrote and voiced those um somehow ended it ended up getting back to mark paul who got in touch mm. with him and long story short uh, or, or i'm sorry not mark paul but somebody who became a producer on the show long story short he ended up getting hired as a writer on the new Saved by the bell and yeah, how cool is that? And he is like a legit super fan. And he hosts, he's the co-host for the of the podcast with uh, Mark Paul. And it's a really fun podcast. Uh, there's a lot of like really interesting behind the scenes stuff. I recommend it only after you listen to right. all of our episodes. And uh, so my question to you, Yehel, is uh, when is uh, David Hasselhoff going to contact us to resurrect Baywatch Nights? I mean, come on. We're the only... Oh, I, I think we need to review a couple more. I, I, I don't think we can get his attention All right. just well uh, hey it's in the works it's in the works uh so uh the writers here uh we've got basically three of them uh tom tenowich he wrote uh, part one and he also wrote uh, mork and mindy this other show called city guys and another show called one world and then um sam bobrick i guess he's basically your you know he's the series creator and the regular writer i would say and he wrote these episodes as well. Uh, Get Smart, uh, Bewitched, and The Flintstones are some of his past shows. And uh, then uh, Bennett Tramer wrote part two. And he's known for writing Saved by the Bell, The New Class, The College Years, and then a, the TV movie, uh, not the Cinemax movie, called Poison Ivy. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, production companies for Saved by the Bell include... Peter Ingle Productions and NBC Productions, of course. So, uh, who were uh, some of the thespians that brought this uh, the Christmas Carol <laughs> to life here? Alrighty. So we have, of course, Mark Paul Gossler as Zach Morris. He's actually had a pretty successful uh, career. Uh, Franklin and Bash. Um, he was on NYPD Blue for a bunch of seasons. Um, there was a show he did. Oh my god, what is it? And something ish, mix ish, I think it was. That was a pretty recent sitcom. So yeah, he's kept working uh, pretty regularly, um, and which is good because I actually uh, really like him as an actor, and he seems like a nice guy. Um, I just remember him from. Uh, do you remember? Did they make you read the book Hatchet when you were in middle school? Like the story about. No. Uh, well, it's a story about a kid who like in a he's in like a one of those single engine planes and it crashes in the forest and he basically has to learn to survive on his own. Uh, well, they did a movie for that and then they did a sequel for it that starred Mark Paul Gossler. Look it up. Ah, man, it sounds vaguely familiar, but no, I, I don't really remember that. Um, but then we've got Mario Lopez who plays AC Slater. Again, another guy that's kept working a lot. 
Um, he's like, I guess these days mostly known for his work on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, yeah. Entertainment Week, I can't remember what it's called. But And uh, when, um, I was, when I was busy looking for my notes, I forgot to tell you who my favorite character was. And it was actually Slater. And I'm kind of uh, surprised that he wasn't your favorite as well because, you know, he was a wrestler, man. <laughs> yeah, but he's also kind of like portrayed sometimes as a bit of an idiot i don't know well it, it, it's very inconsistent like some episodes he's kind of dumb other episodes you know he's a super smart clever guy well, you could say the same thing about screech in that regard <laughs> i guess so yeah. well like screech is like always like intelligent like as far as like book smart it's right. uh other stuff that uh you know maybe he doesn't quite get right but um yeah anyways uh mario lopez he still like does a bunch of like straight to streaming and video movies and Stuff like that. Did you see the KFC thing he did? Oh, I watched it, man. It was good. <laughs> man. It was so and he's another guy that doesn't really seem to take himself too seriously, right. you know? I could see uh, like him, Dean Kane, and Kevin Sorbo all like being in some like, I don't know, three amigos remake or something. Yeah. But uh, I will and I will say he has found the best Botox doctor in all of Hollywood because <laughs> uh man looks great, but yeah, I he does. clearly can't move parts of his face as well as a, <laughs> as a normal human being could but otherwise looks great mm-hmm. uh then we have tiffany Thiessen who plays kelly she also had a you know it's kind of crazy how many people had like decent careers after saved by the bell from the show because a lot of times when especially when you're like a kid or a teenager on a show that's really popular like that's it you're you're typecast and that's, that's true it. do did you watch when she showed up on 90210 Yes. So did I. I do remember. I'll admit it. Yeah. Yeah. She showed up on 90210 for, I think, like several seasons, like the last few seasons. She right? was like a bad girl or something, right? Yeah. She had 136 episodes on 90210. Wow. Um, good Lord. But yeah, anyways, there were, she was been in a bunch of TV shows and series and yada, yada. Then we've got Dustin Diamond, who didn't have quite a successful career, um, although he did end up... Uh, filming a porn and letting everybody know he has a big penis so good for him uh, don't forget about his like various run-ins with the law and bar yeah, fights that yeah. he was in like man that's yep. uh yeah. he was also in hulk hogan's celebrity championship wrestling do you remember that no oh, we should wow. cover that okay. and he was actually pretty i mean nobody on there was good but <laughs> he was one of the more decent ones him and danny bonaducci i think he was on it let me Maybe I'm misremembering that. Maybe I'm just thinking of Danny Bonaducci now that I say it out loud. Right, yeah, because I remember catching an episode, and I don't remember seeing him on there. Let's see. Yeah, and I don't see it on his IMDb, so maybe not. (laughs) It was Um, just a fever dream. I'll I'll get some confirmation later on. So then we've got Elizabeth Berkley, Mm -hmm. uh, who hasn't had, like, a terrible post-Save by the Bell career. Uh, she's probably like besides Steve by the Bell, most infamously known for her role in Showgirls. Yep. Um, have you ever which was seen that sweet. movie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so have I. I mean, it's like it's actually regarded as kind of like a cult or camp classic. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so bizarre because I mean, aside from the fact that she's in it, it's also the same director as RoboCop. Like, so how can you go from high art like RoboCop to to that? And a lot of people think that. Um, uh, he was just trying to prove that he could still make a crap ton of money with an NC-17 rating. But uh, <laughs> big surprise, I don't think he did. <laughs> yeah, well, it also, I mean, it just didn't look good. 
<laughs> but um, anywho, I just realized I never hit tweet on my tweets. Let me send that. Uh, then we've got Laura. Uh, excuse me. I'm going to come back to her. We'll do Dennis Haskins. Mm. Of course, he plays Mr. Belding. He's had like some parts here and there as well. Um, but nothing, um, you know, that was equal. However, I see Steve, you've got a big Dennis Haskins, uh, factoid to share. Oh yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, did you, I forget, do you watch always sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, I know he was on Yeah, where he played like, I think it's like a, I don't know. You're not allowed to say the P word. O file, I guess on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure that's what he was someone who like, um, he uh, molested uh, Charlie Day, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, he was on there. If you want to see some more Mr. Belding uh, content, there you go. Wow. Melody Rogers, who plays uh, Zach's mom. She didn't really have anything of note uh, afterwards. Uh, and she only had a few other credits beforehand. Um, it's funny that they made Zach's mom... Uh, I mean, it makes total sense that I made her a white blonde lady, mm-hmm. but... Mark Paul Gosser is actually like half, I believe, half Filipino. Half no, white. no, it's uh, his, Indonesian. That's what yeah. it is. And his mom is the Indonesian yep. one. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looks his mom looks nothing like this. Basically. No. <laughs> um, and for our guest stars, we've got Jennifer McComb, who plays Laura. Um, again, she's actually still working, had something, a couple things last year, but nothing big. And then, uh, although she was in an episode of Viper. Oh, nice. <laughs> awesome and she was also in an episode of sliders which uh i know that's on our yeah, list someday uh then we've got steven mendel who plays her father frank mm-hmm. this guy i don't know if you looked at his imdb but uh he still works pretty regularly but he's got a lot of anime credits oh huh, weird uh, yeah i was not expecting that mobile suit gundam uh hunter x hunter uh lupin the third uh a bunch of stuff um and also, he had uh, a part in the Angry Video Game Nerd movie. Oh, wow. Have you ever actually seen that movie? I I think I had like a code for it on Amazon or something, and I started it, and I never finished. I heard it's pretty bad. Uh, I've heard it's bad, too. I was just like drunk, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm not going to remember any of this. So like, And I just kind of forgot about it, but I've heard it's not great. Mm. But I don't know. I still enjoy uh, the angry video game. Nerd. Oh yeah, the show. Uh, it's nostalgic. The show's fine, yeah, for sure. I just yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering how it will compare to the Game Chasers movie, which I hope to watch uh, someday. And uh, last but not least, we've got Lark Voorhees. I saved her for last, Stephen, because she was she played uh, Star Trek parts twice, <gasps> uh, and one of them I didn't even know about. Oh, uh, she is in Deep Space Nine in one episode. She plays Jake's love interest that episode. Uh, and she also voiced the Borg Queen on an episode of Robot Chicken. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, that's like a yeah. six degrees of <laughs> Star Trek. Right. Uh, but yeah, we'll... that one that one doesn't really count, but the DS9 one. But does. hey, that's a nice obscure fact, and I'm glad you brought it up. So here it comes. Ah, oh no. We've just entered another... Star Trek Connection! Ah! You also left out, um, I just think his performance was so over the top that we have to mention uh, Lou Horn is Mr. Moody. <laughs> oh my god, yes, yes. Uh, Do you ha- what was he in? Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a fake name, like Lou Horn. Lou Horn? Eh, I don't know. So he was in Police Story? 
Okay. Like that famous Jackie Chan movie? No, no, um, no. Police Story was a um it was all I mean, yes, it's the Jackie Chan movie, but it was also a TV series. Um Oh, and you're right, he was in the TV show. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything Sorry, else of note? Um you know, they brought him back for Sorry, this dog back here is going crazy. <laughs> they brought him back for Saved by the Bell, the new class, to play a teacher. So he played a different character there. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I mean, I just see, like, you know, guest starring roles, growing pains, right. and elsewhere. Nothing permanent. Was there anything about him that, like, you know? No, no, no. I was. Uh, I just thought his uh, performance was sort of fun and over the top. And I was just uh, curious yeah. if he'd done anything else. That's all. Well, I mean, if you're a Manimal fan, he was on two episodes of that, and we don't have Manimal <laughs> on our cover list. for that. I'm, I think it is on the list. Uh, okay. But, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check uh, on that. All right. So are uh, you ready to jump into the episode? Yes. <laughs> if your dog doesn't eat you alive first? Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. Let's do it. Oh, oh yeah, I'm jumping into yes. the episode. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. So I'm, I'm taking care of part one of the walkthrough. So... Uh, we open with uh, the gang. The gang being like the Saved by the Bell regulars, like like Zach. Uh uh uh. We got to talk about the theme first. Oh okay okay. So yeah, the the show opens with the theme song, which is a classic. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Saved by the Bell theme, and how would you describe it? Uh, I love it. A great question. Uh, I don't know that the baseline always felt like I don't know, uh, sort of your classic rock and roll kind of like splish splash i'm taking a bath kind of uh sort of feel um but uh yeah i, I but then of course they you know layer in some uh, nice 80s cheese on top of it yeah it's always yeah, uh, yeah. been a fun one and it's actually composed by one scott gale and um he has also done music for <laughs> drexel's class i don't know if anyone remembers that show uh herman's no. head platypus man <laughs> And oh. this was a little bit more well-known, uh, Blossom. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah. Plat are you telling me that Richard Jenny, star of Platypus Man on UPN's first ever season <laughs> of shows, isn't well-remembered, Steve? <laughs> I guess not, man. I guess not. Wow. I mean, it's wow. remembered. Well, in listen, uh, me and the other Jenny Knights uh, don't appreciate <laughs> your insulting us. Wow. Well, I'll see you at JennyCon 2023. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think anyone's going to see anyone at JennyCon. Right. But uh, yeah, Scott Gale is uh, still working, and yeah, it's a great theme. And I also really always enjoyed the um, the background music to Saved by the Bell as well. Just um, Well, most of that was pretty much done by Scott Gale as well. Mm -hmm. They talk about it a lot on the Zack to the Future podcast. So yeah, anytime you heard any original music, it was pretty much Scott Gale doing it. Yep. All right, so take uh, it away. One thing I do want to mention, Steve, before I get into it, because I don't want to forget, is you mentioned that this is Season 3, Episode 24 mm -hmm. and 25. Mm -hmm. Well, that depends on where you're watching it. If you watch it on Hulu, um, it's actually Season 4, because they've got Miss Bliss as Season 1 of Saved by the Bell. Ooh, hmm. But I, I didn't check this, because it's also on Peacock, and I didn't check to see how it is on there. But anyways, just wanted to let people know, if you are looking for this and you don't see it on Season three check season four and uh it should be uh there as episode 24 or 25 yeah, something like that definitely watch it ahead of time because we're gonna we're gonna spoil the the murderer in this episode yeah yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna get that rapist yeah. uh anyway it's, it's zach damn it it's zach. he it's did zach. it it's zach he did it <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, we have uh, good form uh, in the chat here. Uh, here she said, uh, "Nostalgic critic is pretty awful." Check out his review of the wall. I've, I've, I've seen Nostalgic critic, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> What's up, Rob? Thanks for joining us. That's uh, good form. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, great. Let's get into this synopsis. So we open with uh, the gang at Zach's house. They're eating some cookies that Zach helped him make, right. according to his mom. But Zach just got there. Right. So what, what did he do? Like make the batter the night before? I don't know. I think his mom just knows that like Zach is, like you mentioned, uh, a predator. Right. Uh, He's too busy predator. pulling down tail to make cookies. So when the friends right. show he, up, she's already making excuses. She's like, oh, he, uh, he's, yes. he's always... He's always making schemes, right? He's always trying to scam and con people. So she's got to constantly work on building up his reputation. Right. That's what I assume. <laughs> right. I mean, and you know, if she doesn't, then Zach will get very angry. Very, yeah. very angry. Very angry. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember what kind of cookies there were, but I guess they're supposed to be like in the form of like women or something like that. Because like Slater makes some comment about gingerbread women. That's so bizarre. Gingerbread women. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jesse has one of her, her classic pig jokes uh, mm. saying it should be like pig cookies or ginger pigs. I don't know. Anyways, uh, they, they all have a little bit of back and forth banter. It's, it's I always appreciated like uh, watching it later as an adult, how for the most part they get like the maybe not the dialogue right in the way kids would talk to each other. Or teenagers would but the tone, mm -hmm. how they're always just like they're always ragging you know, on each, each other. other's balls. Yes. Yes, yeah. I appreciate that, and uh, and yeah, the uh, like the quipping and sort of the insults are uh, there's a you know a nice handful of that strewn through both episodes throughout. Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, and I do think that uh, yeah, at the start here, I mean, this is classic Saved by the Bell, and um, that's uh, where I feel like this uh, episode kind of falls a little short somewhat because like the best. Uh, you know, the best parts about Saved by the Bell is the gang interacting with each other. But uh, I'll save that for a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. No, this is a, uh, you know, a more serious episode. This mm -hmm. is this would be like advertised, I'm sure, in the 90s as this week on a very special episode of Saved by the Bell. Right, right. And then you get, uh, you know, a, a new character who's basically introduced. And basically it's the Zack and new character show. And all the other characters are kind of in a... Sort of supporting role, which uh, I was, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know how long yeah. it's been since you've seen that, but I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> moving yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, that happens in some other episodes. Because oh. I did watch quite a few episodes of Saved by the Bell mm -hmm. when I was listening to the Zack uh, to the Future podcast. I was following along, so. Nice. Um, but anyway, so the gang's all talking about how they have, like, these, like, jobs around for the holidays for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Slater is going to be gift wrapping at the mall. Uh, and his ex mom is like, hey, uh, you know, that might be tough. It's going to be pretty busy. And he's like, hey, don't worry about it being busy because I'm good at everything I do. Now, man, his and tone when he said that to his friend's mom. It's was, so sexual, right? It was. So and I, was charged. I mean, my question for you yet, like, did you ever go over to one of your friend's house and make weird remarks like that to their mom? Because I never did. I mean, Steve, anytime I visited you in Georgia and you went to the bathroom, <laughs> I told your mom just how good I was at everything. You never visited me in Georgia, you liar. Yeah, I did. In Georgia? Did you? Yeah, I, I, I met your dog a few times. I thought in Orlando. Orlando. No, I thought it was. I thought we 
went to Georgia for maybe it was Orlando. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. It was Orlando because yeah, I mean that's when. Yeah, that makes that makes more <laughs> sense considering you and I never went to Georgia. Again. Lay off the devil's lettuce. <laughs> um, uh, no. All right. So, anyway, Zach responds to Slater's you know comment about being good at everything he does by saying not according to the girls I've talked to. Right. So. What is it exactly that Slater isn't good at? <laughs> I mean, the mind. I'm, I'm is... sure it's supposed to be like. I think it's supposed to be kissing. Right, right, right. making out. Uh... But there's like this innuendo for like if you're an adult or an older person watching it, and it's really well done. Like, like it's pretty fucking funny. So I, I thought I thought the whole. So basically, was Zach was implying Slater needs help on his like uh, you know eat out gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe sexy. You know, something sexual in nature. Right, uh, right, right. And, know, and this existence. continues. It's throughout the Christmas episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I would like to point out, did you notice uh, Slater's outfit? I mean, in fact, I guess the outfits, like, all around are... I mean, I guess this was this sort of uh, time where the 80s was bleeding over into the 90s, and everything right. was, like ridiculously colorful he's wearing like red pants and this like weird flowery shirt and stuff yeah and i was just like yeah. when was this ever a good idea <laughs> I, I don't know but i do remember the style and i know like for a lot of the episodes screech is wearing like a button-up silk shirt mm. and it'll be like uh, a black square and on the over yeah. the right part of the chest <laughs> then like a purple circle kind of overlapping the square and right. then like the left side's just all white and those like silk shirts with like simple shapes were like a huge uh, thing. I-, I had a few um, <laughs> back in the day. So yeah, it's it's so weird. And Zach's just like wearing uh, comfy sweaters sure, throughout sure, the, the, the whole time, as you do. Yeah, as you do. yeah. So anyways, uh, we find out that Jesse's going to be working, taking pictures at a Santa booth because God forbid they get a professional photographer. We'll have this 17-year-old do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we find out Lisa's going to volunteer at a hospital. Right. Uh, cheering kids up because that that can't leave. But like, uh, didn't she always have some sort of? Because um, her dad was like a doctor, right? She her dad's seemed, a doctor. She was always volunteering. Right, I thought so. I was just making yeah. sure I remembered yeah. correctly. G- good job, Steve. Wow, yeah. the continuity. I've been laying off the right. devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Slater in the next scene at the mall. He's at the gift wrapping stand, and he hands this woman this present that he wrapped up, and he says something like, "Oh, your daughter's gonna." Love these champagne glasses because, you know, she's an alcoholic, I guess. And uh, Slater uh, hands it to her. She takes the box off the counter and the bottom opens up and the glasses fall to the floor and they break. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets really mad and she starts, like, choking Slater. Oh, yeah, Slater. she ass- straight up assaults Slater. Like, yeah. he should have called for security. But, hey, yeah. it was the 80s or early 90s. Yeah. It was a different time. And Zach is, like, right there next mm. to her, the lady on the counter the whole time, just watching until Slater's like, help! Help, Preppy! And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, so Zach's like, oh, don't worry, I'm sure Slater will, uh, to, to the woman that's choking Slater, she's like, oh, don't worry, he'll pay for it, and grabs Slater's wallet and hands her the money. Not only is uh, Zach Morris, you know, a se- sexual predator that everyone is okay with, he also has the ability to solve all the problems, no matter what they are. <laughs> Yes, yes, he does. I mean, Stephen, the man can stop time. That's right. Freeze yeah. time. Have you ever? All right, we got to entertain this uh, fan theory, uh, and I, I should have reread it before we jumped in, but I was too busy partaking of the devil's lettuce. I don't know. That's going to be my running joke for the episode. 
where someone was positing the idea that like at the end of Miss Bliss or something, Zach Morris is actually in a coma and then he wakes up and saved by the bell because he then has the ability to do whatever he wants. It's like a weird coma fantasy. Have you ever heard that one? Oh, so he's like sleeping this whole time? Yeah, yeah. I see. Um, no, I've never heard that before. Um, I like to think that this takes place in a shared universe with Family Matters, where magic and weird science fiction stuff is real. Because I don't know if you remember, but like at one point, Screech builds like a sentient robot. That. Yep. And everybody acts like it's fine, it's mm-hmm. normal. And then on Family Matters, Urkel develops like teleportation and cloning technology. So, uh, Family Matters, like, the last two seasons is, like, a weird science fiction show. I fucking love right? it. Right? He takes um, the... I remember he he drank a potion that turned him into Bruce Lee or something. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, back to the show. I just want to um, say, so they yeah, really we, missed the boat on a uh, Screech and Urkel, like, team-up show or something. Yeah. I agree. Well, you know, Urkel put out... Or Jaleel White put out, like, a rap uh, during the Urkel mm-hmm. days. And there's a bunch of like teen pop stars in it of the day. Maybe Screech is Maybe. in it, like because they all like have. Like, We're gonna get to the to bottom of this mystery. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know I have a. I'm not lying. I have a copy out of my of it on my phone because <laughs> I recently watched this a few months ago. Anyway, nice. uh, the next scene we see that Jesse is at her job uh, doing the Santa picture thing, and she's dealing with this kid that won't smile for his picture, mm-hmm. and the kid is a jerk, steps on her foot storms off just as that we uh see and this is all kind of happening in like a mall food court type it's area. a very small uh, mall that they built in a studio <laughs> yeah and i i suspect that these sets are actually sets from something else like a soap opera uh because number one see by the was a pretty low budget mm-hmm. show um and any other time they've done something like like there's earlier episodes where they go to the mall and in that episode of the podcast, Mark Paul Gosser talks about how, like, they didn't have the money for those sets and they just used, like, other people's sets. Right, right. Um, makes sense. So, anyways, um, where was I? Uh, so, yeah, uh, then we kind of pan over and we see that Zach is walking and he shoulder bumps really hard into this uh, woman. Mm. Uh, she's like, hey, watch where you're going all pissed. And he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. And then immediately, just immediately starts flirting with her. He's like, but I'm glad I bumped into uh... you. And he gives her these eyes that if you're a woman and a man (laughs) gave you these eyes that you don't know and you don't know him, you're going to be concerned for your safety. Oh, I was concerned for Laura's safety. I was just like, wow, his lizard, his primal lizard brain was immediately like ignited. Uh, and he was just immediately, he was just like, ah, this is a, this is a woman that I can take advantage of. <laughs> exactly. Which is every right, woman. Right. Any sees. woman. Uh, at least right. in his mind. 100%. So anyways, Zach introduces himself. Uh, he had knocked over her lunch when he bumped into her and he helps pick it up and he's like, oh, you're just having an apple to eat. <laughs> And she says she's on a diet despite being pretty thin. So that's kind of our first clue he about her. insults the woman's lunch and then asks her out. I, I just, I love that. Right, love right, right, right. Yeah. And he's like, well, let me take you out to dinner or whatever. And, um, and she uh, kind of agrees. Uh, and then she like walks off. And uh, 
<laughs> Zach tells Screech uh, that there's something different about her. And Screech has this joke about how she's no different than any of the other girls in LA because they're all on a right, diet. Right, right, which like is that. pretty good. I'll admit, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. There's actually some pretty yep. funny or clever sure. lines in this. You, a lot of them come from Screech, too. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think Dustin Diamond actually has pretty good comedic oh, timing. Oh, 100%. And, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Screech is holding this baby doll that I guess he's going to give to one of the kids at the <laughs> hospital because Lisa's going to hold like a uh, party for mm-hmm. them later on. Anyways, it pees all over him because he was wanting to see if it worked. And it won't stop peeing, so Zach and Screech run to the bathroom. <laughs> While in the bathroom, um, and they go to the bathroom so Screech can get cleaned up. Zach's kind of waiting on Screech, but he's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And a man walks into right. the bathroom, and this man checks for change in the payphones that are in the bathroom. Steve, how many public restrooms have you been in that have payphones inside the oh, bathroom? That's a good point, because that'd be really weird. You're on the phone, and he's like, hey, Ma, can you pick me up? Like in the background, like yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a stretch, but I'll admit, when I was watching this, when I was like twelve, I never questioned it. I was just like, I mean, dude, I've I've watched. This is not the first time I've watched this as an mm. adult, and I never questioned it until mm. today. Uh, maybe that's the kind of clarity I get from the Double's Lettuce. <laughs> I don't know, but like, I think they, you know, they just wanted us to get a a, a taste that this dude was homeless. Um, like, right. It's, I think it's they were building up to him going over and <laughs> they wanted to give us a taste. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying they were building up to him like shaving at the um, right, right. at the public, you know, uh, sink. Which yeah, it's the phrasing. It's the phrasing. That right, right. I got, I got you. Take um, take question. But uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think like if there was like a better way or why they didn't just jump straight to it. Um, I guess they're just like. Uh, I'm just imagining them sitting around in the writer's room. Steve, Steve, this this is world building. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're establishing characters. Steve, Steve, just just take some notes, okay? Right. Steve? right. Hey, I, I... Peter Engel doesn't fuck around. <laughs> Say, he's just the producer. I think you mean uh, Barnbrick or whatever his name is. But uh... yeah, well, who do you think hired him? Peter Engel. Right. And you know, he's the, it's his show. He's the creator. You know, Steve. Let me just continue. <laughs> So, <laughs> please do. All right. So, anyways, the the guy that walks in, he checks for change uh, inside the. For those that don't know, payphones uh, would have like a little like slot mm-hmm. at the bottom where if you know you didn't have exact change, it would spit out mm-hmm. some change. Um, so there's no spare change in there. Uh, Screech walks out of the stall. His pants are still wet, and the old man or the guy, he's not really that old, but he says, "Hey, uh, let me show you how to dry your hands off." Uh, try your pants faster by using the hand dryer and tilting it towards your yeah. crotch. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of fun little hobo solutions to uh, I don't know third world problems. He calls first them hobo solutions problem- to first world problems. Uh, yeah, yeah. So our, our homeless guy walks over to the sink. Uh, he starts shaving, uh, and he, he almost faints while shaving. He gets lightheaded, and Zach sees this and asks him if he's okay. Homeless guy's like, no, I ju- I'm fine. I just didn't eat breakfast. And uh, Zach, you know, kind of whispers to Screech, hey, I think mm. this guy's homeless. Uh, Zach begins a fucking awkward conversation where he just says, uh, hey, do you live in the mall? <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> now, you know, I, I live in L.A. where we have the, I think, if not, I think it's the largest homeless uh, collection in the country. 
I have to say, I've uh, never really felt inspired to start a conversation with any of them, but I will say very few of them look as classy as uh, as this homeless man here on uh, Saved by the Bell is, though. Yeah, you would not think he's homeless based no, on his appearance, not. at least. Um, anyways, uh, so... Z- Screech, I-, I didn't write down the jokes, yeah, but he makes, like, Yeah, there's so some many, awkward... like, quips, you just can't write them all. <laughs> yeah, he makes so many, like, weird comments. I, I wrote one later that Screech uh, makes about the guy being poor, but just because it was so funny, but... Uh, anyways, Zach leaves some money in one of the payphone uh, change things, and tells the homeless guy that he should check the payphones mm. for money again. And then Zach tells him, Merry Christmas, but in, like, a way, like, he just solved, like, he just changed this man's <laughs> life, is the way Zach says Merry Christmas well, see, and the look he gives him. Uh, Zach, he wanted to feel virtuous. <laughs> like, uh, he wanted mm-hmm. to feel like he played God. Uh, he was a god to this man. Uh, it's a very yeah. sort of sociopathic like, thing to do, basically. Yeah. Yes. Zach is a is a bad guy who thinks he's the good he's guy. He's a in the story, very uh, you know? Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and you know the homeless man like goes and gets the money out of the the payphone and uh, and, uh his, it's just his I don't know. We don't. Frank, we by the way, Frank Denton. Yeah, his name is Frank. We just we, do we. Just, I, I feel like oh no no yeah they don't the say it till later. Episode. I'm just so you just don't have to call him homeless man is all I'm saying. Yeah. Good, good, good point. Good point. Uh, anyways, it's like a few bills, so it's probably not a ton of money. But Zach said, you know, Merry Christmas, and the homeless guy says, "It will be a Merry Christmas <laughs> yeah. thanks to you." <laughs> yeah, really? And then he went off and bought some sweet, sweet heroin. Uh, is how it would work in the yeah. real world. Um, dang it, I was gonna make a point. I forgot what it was, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a uh, it's kind of a touching scene, um, but yeah, also it's like, it's basically Zach, he feels like he has to um, make amends for all the, uh, all the women's lives he's ruined by, uh, by giving a homeless man, um, you know, some, a little bit of coin. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. As you will see throughout these two episodes, man, the Bayside, ga- I don't know how old exactly they're supposed to be. I mean, they're in high school, so they've got to be at least... Well, they say several well, times, like, like Zach says Jesse's right. 17. Okay, so 17, that's what I was going to say. Like, man, they must have been loaded. Like, they just have so much money to throw around. And I don't know about you, but, like, I didn't have money to be given around to, like, homeless people when I was 17. I barely had money myself. Well, Zach right, is right. rich. Like, yeah, that's established. Sure. Um, but he's, but him and Lisa are the only two that are rich. In fact, there's a whole episode where um the uh the, the whole episode is that like kelly kelly uh kelly's <laughs> i'm talking about kelly kelly from right. ecw uh that kelly's family's gonna lose their house or something because they have like six or seven oh kids yeah i remember that but see dad, this is never broke. consistent because in this very same episode or rather the part two that comes up kelly's like oh i'm just gonna go ahead and buy this suit for uh for laura um like it's nothing like i mean either yeah, and and even in the episode where Kelly's family is going to lose their house or whatever, they they live in Zach's neighborhood, like in right, a nice neighborhood. Right, right. So, <laughs> just um, <laughs> Pig Dan twenty asks, is the show obscure? Well, Pig Dan, uh, it isn't, but the fact that we're just doing a random Christmas episode—that's what sort of makes it obscure. 
Um, that's how we. Yeah, justify. we're going with uh, this is like an episode that's right. Not there you discuss. go. That's how we justify it. Uh, we we got to get those downloads, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what uh, <laughs> one of these exposed. days we're gonna get to a thousand subs on YouTube, and I think this is how we're gonna do it. We'll see. Yeah, uh, with, with Zach's right, exactly. So, anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, we cut then to another scene where Kelly and Laura, again the girl that Zach mm-hmm. bumped into earlier, they're at a store, Moody's, they that they both work at. Uh, Zach walks in and uh, asks Laura mm-hmm. for a date again. So I guess earlier she didn't really agree; she just kind of walked off. Um, there's some pretty good banter here with Kelly making jokes about Zach. Uh, again, I think she makes some like joke alluding to her not being safe or her only being safe with him. If I don't know, what does she say? Oh, like Zach walks in and says, "Well, I'm looking for a woman," and Kelly's like, "Oh, we don't sell those here," or yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, you're right though. She does say like, "Oh, Zach's a great guy as long as you, ah, damn, as long as security yeah, is around." Like that, yeah, yeah. Something as long like as that. you have, um, you know, your. You just get your cell phone, dial nine one, and then if anything bad happens, press the one. <laughs> yeah. uh, he wrote, "When you cover, look well. You'll hit a ten k." I hope you're right, subs. buddy. I hope so you're right. All right. So, uh, anyways, um, the homeless man—excuse uh, me, Frank—the homeless man from earlier. We kind of see him waving into the store, and it kind of looks like he's waving at Zach and Screech, but. You know, we don't know at this point that he's also Laura's father. Um, So who knows who he's waving at? Uh, But this is funny because uh, (laughs) Kelly says, uh, you know, Zach and Screech mentioned to Kelly that he's homeless. And Kelly says, he's homeless, that poor man. And then Screech has this great deadpan delivery uh, reply where he says, of course he's poor. That's why he's homeless. And then he screech walks off shaking his head like Kelly's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was funny. And uh, and that causes uh, Frank to just sort of mosey on so he doesn't uh, embarrass his own daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Zach talks about how uh, they're all still at the same Moody store about how he gave the homeless guy money he earlier. He has to tell everybody how virtuous he is. Right. I'm so great. And, and he tells uh, – he's talking to Laura – and he's like, oh, I just hope he spends it on food. She's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, you could be a wino or oh. worse. <laughs> I think he meant, I mean, drug addict, which right. they kind of mostly are. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach Honeycutt once again strikes. I mean, I'm just telling Anyways, you what uh, I've encountered this- out here in L.A. And Bayside is supposed to be in California, so... Mm, I would argue that the homeless people that maybe have it are maybe more similar to Frank, who have it a little bit more together, and aren't drug addicts. You just may not realize that they're homeless. That's true. That's very true. You way to put me in my yeah. place. Yeah. So why don't you check? Let me let me quote <laughs> Captain Kirk and tell you why don't you check your prejudices at the door if you're going to oh, be yeah, on my well, bridge. I'm going right? to quote Captain Kirk. Gone. Yeah. Br- <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> it's the only quote I know. So uh, Laura gets upset at hearing Zach, you know, say this about homeless people. Um, and uh, she says, forget the date. I lost my appetite. And she storms mm-hmm. off. See, I, I um, wrote down in my notes in next that scene, Zach laid down some real world knowledge. And it was too real for Laura. So she stormed off. 
Wow. Well, I hope I've laid some real world knowledge down on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, by by qu- quoting. It, it's the Christmas season. You're being a real Mr. <laughs> Moody. I just need some more devil's All lettuce right. and I'll be okay. I see. I see. Well, and they just need a little right. more heroin, Steve. So I guess, I guess you're not that different I from get, the homeless except people. Except for I actually have a home. Uh... <laughs> wow okay i mean want to go to the trump rally with me later (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus christ back for the break uh we see that screech is approaching lisa uh they're back kind of at the mall food Mm. court area she's sitting down he's wearing like a, a hat those hats that would normally have like a propeller but he's attached like a thing right. with a mistletoe instead that's like hanging above. And he's like trying to get a kiss from Lisa. And he says something like, oh, doesn't this mistletoe make you want to do something? And she's like, yeah, right, leave. Yeah. Classic Lisa uh, so she gets up banter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, Laura approaches the gang and she sees Zach. So she tries to leave. But Zach won't let a woman His escape. Yeah. And he grabs her. And... Uh, apologizes to her and i mean this is very good self-reflection on Zach's part he says you know hey i'm sorry i'm just ignorant about homeless people and their situations and he said and he recognizes that it's because he's rich and he's like I, you know i'm so affluent uh that you know to me like <laughs> this isn't supposed to be a joke but it sounds like he's making a joke he's like i think uh in my neighborhood poor people are the ones who don't right. have cable <laughs> you know yeah that that is funny <laughs> and sad yeah <laughs> yeah uh but you can relate you had the disney channel via satellite only in because your we lived out in the middle of nowhere uh you had an estate <laughs> uh is what you're saying uh miles away from the common it was a pretty big house i'll admit it i mean and we just had we just had one <laughs> moat and one black knight to keep people off the property that's all uh-huh. yeah 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 i see i it, this sounds like you live at the dragon's <laughs> Lair house by the way but uh I, in my mind i never left it yeah, uh, Pig Dan Twenty was mentioning that this is quite strange out of context. The the, the show, yes, it is. That's the idea. Uh, hey, Smoke Monsters here. Welcome to the chat. What Smoke. up, Smoke? Appreciate you. Um, but uh, back to the show. So, um, anyways, uh, Kelly and Slater rush to Zach's rescue and convince uh, or try to convince Laura to give mm. Zach a chance. I think actually here's where Kelly makes the quip about. You'll be fine as long as you have security right, right, guard right. around. And I also liked, I can't remember but, if uh, it was here or previously when they were in Moody's, because um, uh, Slater also um, was basically being a good friend slash uh, wingman, you know, uh, something you would know nothing about. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you got to give Preppy a chance. And they, they do their sort of little handshake on the side so she can't see. And I'm just yeah, like, oh, yeah. boys will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i always liked zach and uh, yeah it was Slater's awesome relationship it's, mm-hmm. it's it's fun they're bros but they give each right. other shit all the time and sometimes they have to quote one dr sanchez from uh dr Murray's dark place they have their punch-ups <laughs> from time to time you and he buddies. were buddies weren't you <laughs> for those who haven't seen uh garth Murray's dark yeah, place you're... i'm sorry both for you not understanding the reference and for not hang back sanchez it. i got this one 
Anyways, so um, she agrees. She being Laura uh, agrees to go on a date with Zach. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we're going to find out later that uh, she's Laura's mm-hmm. homeless. She's Frank's daughter. So, you know, maybe uh, this is just uh, eating for survival <laughs> on her part. The chance for right, a free right. meal. So, you know, you, you no, can't turn no. that down. Uh, so th- then we have Zach and Laura sit down and Laura asks if she could eat uh, one of his chips, but mm-hmm. she eats all of them. And uh, Zach has a couple of jokes about that and they keep hanging out. Uh, Laura says that she lives with her dad and that he's in between jobs because uh, Zach's kind of trying to find out like where she lives, you know, yeah, more about her life. Yeah, she's being real vague. Questions. Yeah. Yeah. So she's being real vague. Um, and then they like, I guess they went to a movie or got a burger and ice cream, I whatever. But then Zach suggests that she goes take a picture mm. with Santa and, uh, she's like, you're so crazy. <laughs> uh, and she can't say no to him. He grabs her hand, takes her. She can't say no. This man is her source and of food also, right now. I mean, it's the, the implication that if you say no to Zach, something might happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, when she says you're crazy, it, there is a little desperation in her voice. You're, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's exactly how it came out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe maybe it's a little bit more positive when she says it. But anyway, so we go to the photo booth uh, with... Um, Jesse. <laughs> Smoke said she'll love for shit chips. Um, so we get to the photo booth, which is the one that mm-hmm. Jesse's working at. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the kid from earlier apologizes to... Uh, to Jesse because his mom told him to apologize for being mean, uh, but then she he calls her an old ugly hag or <laughs> Man, something like he, that, and he's not going to be again. getting a Blu-ray copy of Showgirls for Christmas after that. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Little did he know he would be uh, masturbating <laughs> to her in just a few short years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thanks so, for taking it there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they get a photo with Santa, uh, Laura, and Zach do. By the way, they cut in front of right, line. Right, of course, because Zach everybody. is more important than everybody else in this world. So, and I want to I want to talk about the Santa here. I just want, so this is a good Santa that they got I to agree. play the, the part. Uh, Laura whispers in Santa's ear when she he says, "You know, what do you want for Christmas?" And Laura won't tell him what uh, he wants. And uh, I and Santa says, "It's on me." And I and I want to talk about Santa now because I need to mention something about him at the end of the show that okay. you might have missed. Um, okay. So, because basically, I think this is vaguely one of those Santa is actually I real I was stories. thinking that, actually. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'll explain a little bit more later once we get to the very you mean end just of the like from Spectacular one. Spider-Man number 122, which we covered last week? Yes, Except this Santa doesn't have a gun. Or no, leather, but Sa- the real Santa uh, showed up at the end, though. You know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Anyways, uh, so Zach and Laura get their photo with Santa. And then they bump into Zach's mom, who uh, said something to her, like warning her about her son. She's like, oh, you better watch out for my son. First, he'll uh, bribe you with candy canes. And next, it'll be chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in other words, she's OK with it. Like, it's just, ha. <laughs> It's another yeah, boys like, will be boys scenario. My, I mean, it's it. It's a warning to her to Laura slash. Hey, this is what you're getting into. My son uh. pulls down a <laughs> lot of tail. He's the uh, he's the Ric Flair of Bayside. So watch out. What get ready for your ride on right? Space Mountain. 
<laughs> so Zach's mom uh, to, uh, invites Laura to join their production of A Christmas Carol that's also going to mm-hmm. be at the mall in the food court as well. I'm sure that would go uh, over great. But, you in know, in the life. 90s, in the 90s, the mall was kind of like a hub, a holiday hub for this kind of stuff. So this is not out of the realm of it's possibility. Um, uh, <laughs> Pig Dad 20, what the hell is it? Is this uh, is this the Predator's Christmas special? Basically, yes, it is. It is. Uh, Scott, uh, what's um, that guy's name again? Chris Hansen shows up at the end. Yeah. Yes, he should have. So anyways, uh, you know, she says, OK, well, I don't know if I can get time off from work. Mm-hmm. I just started there, but I'll try. Um, Laura leaves and then Zach's mom says to Zach, have you uh, decided what you want for Christmas? And Zach looking like he's watching Laura's ass as she walks away. He goes, I think I do know what I want. And Zach's mom just looks at, uh, at Zach like, <laughs> I don't think I have a box big enough for her. <laughs> like pokes him in the, in the ribs and like, she's basically like, she is. like I said, like everybody is okay with uh, Zach Morris and his uh, sexual uh, predator-like, um, you know, um, persona. Like, everyone's oh, and Because I yeah. guess they know if they go against it, bad things are going to happen, baby. Bad things. Zach's rich. He he can make people disappear. <laughs> and in the reboot, he's like, he's the governor I mean, of have California. You, <laughs> so he's got I mean, have you seen power. Zach Morris's laptop? There's some awful stuff on there. <laughs> there. There is. There is. Um... Anyways, um, Pig Dan Twenty in the chat commented, "Good old nostalgia saved from the hell," which uh, that's what she was trying to help yeah. with. But anyways, back at the gift wrapping booth, uh, Lisa is getting like frustrated with Slater because he's like, sla- not only is he wrapping her present slowly, but he's doing mm-hmm. a terrible job. This is like a running joke throughout both episodes. Um, and Slater somehow tied his finger yeah, into the like present bow, slapstick kind of Three Stooges stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like because like Lisa goes to get the pull the present from him, but like his right. finger stuck in it, and so now it's like, oh, we gotta get this out. Uh, our homeless man Frank is that you know? Now I'm just saying homeless it's man f- Frank <laughs> instead of just Frank. So it's worse. It's You've fine. made it worse, or I've made it worse. Uh, so Frank is there at the booth. Uh, so he helps and he fixes the bow, and uh, Lisa's like, oh, this is beautiful, uh, and she walks away. Frank uh, Slater's like, hey, how can I repay you? Frank says, well, you can just help me uh, by giving me some of those uh, wrapping mm-hmm. scraps that you have in the trash that you're going to throw away. And Slater says, no, 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 no. Let me give you a brand new roll. Um, and there's some, there's a joke here about how, because uh, Slater says something to him like, hey, once you bought your gift or whatever, if you want, bring it to me and I'll wrap it. And the, and the homeless guy is like, it's okay. Right, I've seen your work. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd think uh, Slater would have been fired by now, but then we would miss out on the you know, hilariousness of him, you know, continuing to screw up more gift wrapping. And yeah, and there's actually a pretty funny, like, wrapping joke, wrapping present joke uh, that a little kid makes about Slater in episode two. It's a callback. Uh, And it gives something and it gives something for the side characters to do, because like you said, they're not like the main story. Like, it's weird. Like this episode, these two episodes, they have an A story. And, you know, most sitcoms and say, by the right. way, we'll have like a B story, but there's like a B, C and D story here. Like um, just about everybody has like their own. Right. Well, they had story. to have uh, something to do like this is basically they had to find stuff for all the all the other cast members to do. 
and they were, I think they were also given the mandate. It's like, we have to have uh, as much like Christmas cosplay as possible. Cause we get them dressing up coming up soon as uh, episode that first two, one, yeah. this episode first is Santa Claus characters. And then, Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Coming, coming up, up. Uh, as a uh, Christmas Carol characters. So uh, yeah, that was the um, yeah. mandate laid down from one Peter Ingle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Smoke Monster in the chat said, isn't it just multiple B stories? Yeah, I guess you're, that's probably the correct mm-hmm. term for it. Uh, but uh, anyways, so we... Um, I'll look at my notes. Oh, yeah, so the homeless man, Frank, he walks away, and then we see that he's collapsed uh, in the mall, in the food court, which is the only part of the mall that we're really going to see for the... Mo- well, mostly see. The funny, um, and then, the like, funny Zach- thing here is that, like, they don't really, like, hear him collapse... It's like just, uh, and they don't show it, of course, because they'd have to like, I guess, hire a stunt person or something. Um, they're just sort of, they're only like a couple of feet away. And then all of a sudden, sun- well, it's the opposite end of the mall. It's just the set's not very big, but it's technically Is like way that over how by, it was supposed to uh, be. Where they, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's over by where they're doing the Christmas right, pictures, right. which is like the opposite end of the, mm. from the gift wrapping booth. So. Yeah, because like Zach and Sarah are like, oh, what's all the commotion? And then they go over there. They see that the that the guy's passed away or not passed away, right, passed right. out. Uh, and they're like, and I think it's Screech or oh no, Slater says call nine one one, and Screech says I'll do it. What's the number? <laughs> Even when a man could possibly be dying, they uh, throw in some Screech jokes. Yeah, you gotta yeah, throw in a joke. Yeah, you know? that's funny and weird, <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah. So then the next scene is uh, back to um, Moody's uh, clothing store where Laura and Kelly are talking about Zach and Kelly. And it's weird because, like, you know, some episodes, like, Kelly and Zach would be an item. Then the next one, they're not an item. And whenever they're not an item, if Zach isn't interested in Kelly that episode, if it's some girl of the week, Kelly's totally cool about it and is always, like, wingmanning for him. It's very I mean, I guess it's good. It's healthy, <laughs> Kelly's just right, the I guess, coolest but... chick in all of Bayside. Yeah. Kelly, I, I guess Kelly just knows in the end she's going to get zapped, you know, so she doesn't oh, right, care. right, because they, uh, uh, they did get married in that TV movie, the the Las Vegas one. Yep, and they brought back the same actress to play Zach's oh, wow, mom. wow, well, good for her. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so... Um, Kelly is like talking to Laura. She's like, "Oh, you're thinking about Zach again, aren't you?" And anyways, uh, Laura asks Mr. Moody for time off to be in the play, but he gets mad and says no. And he complains about. She's basically acting like Mr. Scrooge. He's like, everybody expects him to be nice because it's Christmas, yada right. yada. Um, then the rest of the uh, Saved by the Bell gang walks into the store. Um, they tell Kelly and Laura about the homeless man that passed away and that. He was sent to the hospital, and we see Laura looks quite mm-hmm. concerned. Indeed. Um, All right, so now we fast forward to the hospital where, uh, like you were talking about, the gang is dressed up um, in Christmas costumes. Um, Zach is dressed up as Santa. Kelly is like Mrs. Claus. Uh, I think, like, Dustin uh, Screech right. was a reindeer. And, and uh, Slater is a mm-hmm. elf. And of course, they made his outfit so sleeveless. So you can see those guns, baby. They were always looking for ways to show AC Slater shirtless mm-hmm. or sleeveless. You know, any chance they got to show sure. off his muscles. Um, 
And uh, yeah, actually, this is the scene I was thinking about. Slater, they, they like start handing out presents, and uh, Slater gives a little kid a present, and the kid is like, "Who wrapped this?" Like he like makes fun right. of the wrapping job, and Slater's like, "Hey, man." what's inside that counts and the kid goes oh i get it right you did this. and he's like come here you little squirt and he like grabs him by the collar and just sort of pulls him away and just picks picks him up and walks off camera like he's going Rough to go him up. like beat yeah, him up later roughed up a kid off, off of camera wow a merry christmas to him <laughs> yeah so yeah then i don't know somebody talks about how like it'd be better if uh you know, there were there was snowing, but it never or snows in L.A. or something like that. And uh, as Santa, Zach says, are you sure it's not snowing or something like that? And it, he makes it snow inside the hospital. And again, like I said earlier, Zach has the ability to right. freeze time and he can make it snow. So this indoors. is like not even that He's like a Thanos with the infinity gauntlet over here. He can just do anything. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. thing I'd like to uh, mention is uh, they talk to a nurse, and she's like, for whatever reason, she has to be a oh, very thirsty, slutty very nurse. Hard. Yeah, she basically is. I'm just like, why? Why? Like, I almost am like, I feel like the writers, they're just like, look, this show is for teens, so we got to sex it up as much as possible. And it's like, yeah, we never yeah. see this character again. She's just there. I can't remember exactly what information she delivers. So they want to know what, what they want to visit. They want to know where Frank, Frank is. And they don't know what room she's, he's in. And Lisa's like, oh, this nurse handles oh, intakes. Oh, yes, she does. She, 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 she handles all kinds of intakes. Mm, yeah. And like Lisa's like, hey, we're looking for a man. And she goes, oh. Me too, but everyone, all the ones here are either too old or in a coma. <laughs> it's like you could, you could still have a good time, like I can't Miss remember. Nurse. Like just as long as no one's yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah, and she may, and then she goes, she says something like, uh, "Oh no, we're looking for Frank, the homeless guy that came in." And she goes, "Ah, he's a little too <laughs> old for me." Like God, just give him the fucking. They room just now. had to have as many quips as possible in this. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. I mean, actually, and her jokes yeah, are pretty no, clever. They're, they're I mean, pretty it's funny. just, uh, it's just weird, a little weird. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird because it's like the the gang from Saved by the Bell is always either having conversations that you'd have like you know kids that are teens mm-hmm. or preteens have, or a conversation that somebody that's thirty seven. Yeah, they're they're having they're either and, like uh, yeah teen conversations or like softcore porn like dialogue basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, um, anyways, the uh, gang goes and um, visits the homeless man Frank in his room. And as they open the door, they find that Laura is already sitting there visiting with him. And they, um, she says that he's my ask her, what are you doing here? She says, this man is my father. So the gang mm. looks stunned, realizing that Laura is also but, homeless. And we get a to be right, continued. But you know, in Zach's mind, he's just like. This isn't the first homeless girl I mated with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach's just pretending Shocked. to look uh, right, right. surprised or concerned, but he knows that he can use this homeless or being homeless to his yeah, advantage. The implication. I mean, he just doesn't. He doesn't have to spend yeah. as much money on her as he usually would <laughs> on a on a regular girl. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, you're you're completely <laughs> accurate, but. Uh, Anyway, so then we go to the credits. And did you notice who it said played Santa Claus in the closing uh, credits? I did not. 
It says uh, Santa Claus was played by oh, himself. Oh, wow. That's, whoa, that's mind-blowing stuff there. So I assume that they did this for two reasons. One is, I think, uh, because, spoiler alert, you know, there's a happy ending mm. to the story. Um, and presumably, like, what the what Laura tells, you know, the, the Santa Claus is that she wants her dad, you know, to get a job and a home or something like that. Oh, really? Um, That's what she but, was saying? Uh, I, I thought she was telling Santa to get Zach away from her, to get her some help. Yeah. <laughs> Safety. And Santa was like, these. not even I can stand up to the great Zach Morris. He gets to do what he wants. Yeah. Santa's like, I'm sorry. I'm on the Morris <laughs> payroll. <laughs> You you see, I'm a Morris company right, right, Santa Claus right. man. I'm a, I'm a company man. I I do what Zach says. He's he's, he's like a like a corrupt Pinkerton <laughs> or something. Nice uh, Pinkerton reference. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but anyways, the other reason why I think they have it say that it's himself is because you know, uh, although mostly teens and preteens, I feel like watch the show. You know, kid, little kids mm-hmm. would watch it too. You don't want to ruin. The illusion, so I think that that's part of it too, which I think that was yes, uh, very cool. One hundred percent. And uh, so, shall we? That wraps up part one, Steve. Uh, would you like to take us All through right. part two? I just got tagged in. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were doing the Zach All right. uh, yeah. time in. Damn it! I should thing. have. Too late. All right. So uh, Zach talks to the camera, um, telling us what happened last episode, because obviously this episode happened an entire week later. And uh, they, they didn't have such things as streaming and um, TiVo. But, but he's not back. just talking about it. He's like he's talking directly to the camera. He's doing one of his fourth wall breaks. Right. Yeah. It's his uh, Ferris Bueller fourth wall. Um, yeah. You know, catching you up and everything. And uh, then we are in the hospital room, and Zach asked Laura why uh, she didn't tell them that uh, that he was her dad. And um, let's see. <clears throat> and then he pretty much invites uh, Laura and her dad uh, to dinner, mentions that his uh, dad was out of town. And I'm just like, and this begged the question to me, like, did we ever get any episodes where we got to see both of Zach's parents at the same time? Because it always seemed like he got one or the other. Mm. I feel like there is one episode at least, because I think they talked about it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, you might be... Right. I, I do definitely remember them. I don't remember seeing them. Together. Right. And do you remember um, uh, Zach's dad? He was basically Patrick Bateman, like your typical 80s guy in yeah. a suit with a cell phone. Yeah. Which makes yeah, sense. A, yeah. He like runs or owns like a computer company or mm-hmm. something. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, it just shows it's pretty sad um, that, you know, Zach's dad is out of town like uh, around Xmas or Christmas. I mean, even though I think they imply that he's going to show up actually on Christmas. Um, But uh, I mean, it makes sense why Zach, you know, feels like he just gets to do whatever he wants because he doesn't have a strong male role model around to discipline him. Yeah. (laughs) And in the, uh, the, the Saved by the Bell Peacock reboot, or I guess it's more of a continuation. Mm -hmm. It's not really a reboot. Uh, where Zach is the governor, he's uh, become kind of the same kind of father. Wow. Um, Damn, that's so, hard. Cats in the cradle the cycle, with a silver spoon, and so on. Uh, so now they're in Zach's living room. Uh, they had just finished a, what we can only assume is like a six-course meal of lobster, steak, and God knows what else. And uh, Laura's, uh, tells them how, uh, yeah, Laura's dad tells them how uh, he... Yeah, probably like had some uh, adrenochrome soup. 
with uh, the rest of those dirty George Soros funded politicians. <laughs> yeah. Well, also birds are not real, Steve. Right. I, I, I'm glad, glad I got that. Birds off my aren't real, 100%. It's Lisa Turtle, not Lisa Bird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dog? <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. Well, I think you've just revealed a lot about yourself there. Um, Please continue. All right, anyway. So he basically says how, um, you know, he he lost his job and he keeps getting passed over for future work because he only has one crumpled suit. And then um, they try to convince them to stay, but Laura and their dad uh, leave. And now we are back at the mall. Um, Zach helps his mom set up for the Christmas play. Laura enters and Zach uh, offers to buy her uh, breakfast. Laura says she has to go to work and then Zach goes, haven't you ever heard of fast food? And then Zach offers her donuts. Um, And now we are back at Mr. Moody's. Um, Laura um, is is admiring this uh, suit and she says it would be perfect for her dad um, and then Kelly encourages her to ask Mr. Moody for uh, money in advance and says that, oh, he'll, he'll be perfectly okay with it, which I'm like, Kelly, what dream world do you live in? Because Mr. Moody has been nothing but an asshole every time he's been on screen. Like, why would she even think that he would be cool with it? Well, I, I think, you know, it, may, it kind of speaks to Kelly actually is affluent and uh, she just doesn't. She just thinks money is like meaningless. Like she's just working here for fun, basically. I would say like. there's uh, probably a little bit of that, and also she's kind of maybe the sort of an optimist. Uh, very. Um, she is. She is. She is always very positive and bubbly. You're right. A deluded optimist. <laughs> so uh, okay. So uh, Mr. Moody. So of course Laura goes and approaches him and asks, and of course he says no. And then, um, and then Kelly takes it upon herself to tell Mr. Moody that Laura is homeless. And he's like, I wish I would have known that in advance. I never would have hired her. Those people steal things. Um, and uh, then Zach shows up uh, dressed as uh, Bob Cratchit, uh, a very, a very <laughs> affluent looking Bob Cratchit from A Christmas Carol. And then uh, Zach, and this is one of the another time where he just has the ability to fix all problems because, you know, this is Zach's world and everyone else is just living in it. Just he, living in it. Yeah, he convinces uh, Mr. Moody to let Laura be in the play. And uh, we don't really see, see how he convinces him or what exactly is said. Well, he, he does, like, go talk to him. And yeah, yeah, he, he tells just, him that he has a way to, like, double his uh stores profits right 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 it's like his business it's like a hey i've got a plan kind of thing yeah uh then kelly because we actually didn't get a zach scheme in the first episode usually every episode of saved by the bell he's like working on some kind of scheme i mean his scheme was to bed the one homeless maiden laura that was his (laughs) (laughs) fair Uh, so uh, Kelly grabs the jacket that Laura likes so much, and um, she basically um, sets it aside to pay for it later. Uh, and then that's when I realized, I was like, wow, like the Bayside crew just had so much money to throw around. Um, I mean, it's a full man's suit, so we can only assume that. Uh, and yet you said in future episodes, Kelly's about to lose her house. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where they become whatever they need yeah. to be for the plot for the episode at the time. <laughs> right, right. And it was and it was an earlier uh, episode two from another season. So I guess 
Kelly's dad is back on his feet. Right, right. Kelly's dad uh, and Zach's dad are off uh, dealing drugs somewhere or um, probably day trading, something like that. So uh, now we are at the aforementioned play, and Zach's mom is sort of uh, introducing the play um, to the, uh, the, the very small crowd around them because that's all they could fit onto the soundstage. Uh, and she says that uh, Zach's chains, changes might not go over too well. And uh, so we jump into the play. And, you know, basically this, I guess it's a very typical, um, much like we saw in the past episodes, like <laughs> with one uh, Qbert where they're uh, reenacting the, uh, the Thanksgiving uh, dinner or whatever, where, you know, you take your established characters and you put them in something public domain like uh right right right, christmas carol and that's exactly what we're getting here and uh you know most of the scenes i didn't find uh very funny um but uh, basically the whole point of this is that uh zach basically writes in a commercial for mr moody's store into the play and um and just to go through all of the the characters here that the bayside gang uh was playing it's uh, zach i was playing bob cratchit screech is a uh, scrooge which uh is pretty funny to watch him do that i will admit that slater is tiny tim which i guess it's supposed to be funny because he's not tiny at all and um and then the, <laughs> the other characters were just doing other side characters that aren't really named i guess or that i couldn't think of the name off the top of my head uh, but I don't know how you felt, but I felt like this play went on forever. Yeah. Um, I think it was like four or five minutes, at least maybe even six mm. minutes. Um, they did a lot more of the play and I, and I, in a way I get it because like, they're basically wanting to do like a part of the play where it's like straight up Christmas Carol mm-hmm. to then build to like Zach's scheme, which is like. Him throwing in, uh, oh, you look so good. Uh, where'd you get that at? Moody's Clothing Store? You know, stuff like that. Um, yep. So I get it because if they had done that, those jokes right off the bat, it, it wouldn't have like landed as well. So I get what they were trying to do. But instead, it doesn't quite work the way I think they wanted it to. Instead, you're kind of like, Jesus, how long is this going to go yeah, on? Yeah, I definitely, it felt like filler a bit. Um, but Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. They should have just done everything in slow motion for a bit instead. <laughs> right, and just have uh, Zach uh, monologue over it. Um, so now we are at Moody's store. Uh, Laura enters and asks about the jacket. The clerk, uh, who was never really named, uh, she says that, but we can only assume had horny thoughts. Uh, she says uh, someone bought it, and then uh, Laura looks uh, dejected. Uh, Moody shows up and uh, accuses Laura of stealing it. And um, then she pretty much runs away. And then Zach and Kelly show up and lay down some truth on uh, Mr. Moody. And then they run out in search of Laura. Um, and uh, the gang meets uh, in the mall. And they all like basically split up uh, to search uh, for Laura. And uh, like, what do they... Like, I get that... Um, you know, they really want to find her because she's in an emotional state. But, like, what do they think she's going to do? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Because like, it's I like... Don't know. I maybe they're... Oh, I want to hear. Oh, nothing. Uh, maybe they just think that uh, she's going to... I don't Run know. Away. Uh, strongest of wind is going to take her away <laughs> if she goes outside. She is pretty thin. <laughs> 
Well, it's from all the drugs yeah, that I don't, I don't her and her dad were doing. Obviously. Oh, right. Drugs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I guess it's just hard to kind of buy the um, the urgency. That's I mean, but not too hard. It's just like, oh, uh, we better go look for Laura. Um, I don't know. Maybe they think they're going to run away. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so they're searching. And then we are at a Christmas tree farm. And uh, Zach and mom, they, they are at the Christmas tree farm. And uh, Zach is still busy thinking about Laura. And mom is basically like, hey, Zach, baby, you got to relax and let this one go. We need to buy a Christmas tree. It's time for some Christmas cheer. So mom's moved on. I don't know what that says about mom. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's the sociopath that Zach is taking after. But um, she's like, yeah. Forget that dame, Zach. You, you know, they're a dime a dozen for you, my son. You can have any girl you want. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. She doesn't actually say <laughs> any of this stuff. But, you know, it's, uh, you got to read between she the means lines. It. But, but, she, but that is what she means uh, by her actions, her tone, the looks she gives Subtext. Zach. It's all about the subtext. Yeah, that's right, Stephen. Um, Ex- so, I, I appreciate your excellent and expert analysis. That's why I'm here, buddy. Uh, so while they're going, I, I guess, to look at a tree or to think about looking at a tree, a dude comes up and asks uh, a man in a car to move the car because they need it for other people uh, parking there. And uh, the guy uh, gets out and we see that it's one Frank Denton, a.k.a. Laura's dad. And Zach sees him and he explains everything to uh, Laura and dad about, I guess, the miscommunication with Mr. Moody and everything uh, and Kelly taking the, you know, the jacket. Uh, Then Zach and the gang all return to Zach's living room. And uh, then Mr. Moody shows up and apologizes and gives the jacket to Laura, which uh, I can say, uh, you know, uh, of course, there's a lot of, you know, problems and a lot of suspension of disbelief here but i thought like the plot and kind of the setups and payoffs were pretty decent in this and to have him show up i mean this is basically your mr scrooge uh moment here right um where yeah the most angry character finally shows some humanity and uh, gives the jacket and then laura's dad uh tries on the jacket and of course it fits perfect despite uh you know no one ever measuring him or anything but whatever it's just a tv show uh, and by the way, I loved how when the jacket was at the store, it was the only one right. of this sport coat that the uh, store had. Right. And because uh, when Laura finds out that it, she, she well, or when Laura thinks that the jacket has been sold, she's like, oh, no. And even Mr. Moody later when he's like, um, oh, what happened? to? The, oh, I think I lost you. No, I'm here. Are you? Oh, your video's frozen. Oh, uh, no. oh it's back. Anyways, even when Mr. Moody walks into the store and he doesn't see the jacket, he's like, you know, what happened to the jacket? Like, it's like the jacket. Like, right. I assume Mr. Moody had like a big meeting when the jacket came into the store. And uh, everybody uh, gather around. Uh, I need to t- discuss everybody uh, something very important today. Uh, we have a jacket in. Direct <laughs> from the men's warehouse. You're going to like the way yes. you look. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, anyway, feel, um, I feel like they yeah. could have been like, uh, they could have been like, all right, this is a one of a kind jacket. Uh, it's a such and such jacket. And we only get a certain amount of these per year. And this is the last one left. Like they could have sold yeah, it, maybe. but they didn't. But they, yeah. Now, I, what I found really funny is that there's a rack, a coat rack in camera, very visible <laughs> that has like four 
other sport codes. Right. Uh, think, they're different color, they're, yeah. so they're not the same one, but multiple of mm-hmm. a sport code. So. Well, this is what know. everyone was wearing in Silicon Valley back then. And if uh, if he didn't get it, he was never going to get another job, basically, is what. Well, I, I guess maybe, like, this sport coat, like, is one that's known for, like, getting you a job immediately. Right. You walk in, they're like, well, Frank, I I don't think I need to see or hear anything else. Uh, I saw the sport coat you walked in with. That's a Moody's. Like, yeah, you shop at the men's warehouse, and so do I. So you're in. Get in there, buddy. You're hired. <laughs> Uh, so Zach makes Laura kiss him, um, and, uh, Laura says she wishes there was something, um, that she could give to Zach. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Steve, you are underselling this, like, uh, this kiss, because Zach doesn't just make her kiss her, like, the situation that he creates, this predatory situation, think about this, everybody's there. Zach's family, like his mom is there, uh-huh. Laura's there, her dad is there, the gang, the same, but these new friends. And Laura earlier has talked about how, like, oh, I miss having friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, Laura's, like, really found a sense of community here, and Zach knows this. <laughs> and so... Zach knows that Laura doesn't want to let anything happen that may damage this newfound joy in her life. So Zach says, <laughs> when she says, oh, I wish there was something I could give you or whatever she says, and he's like, you could give me a kiss. And he like points to himself. Like, how could she say no? It's and like her dad is like, fuck, I guess you have to kiss this guy in front of me because right. fuck, he, I need a place to stay. It's cold. It's winter. And right. uh, I'm hungry. Yeah, they, you know, they got me the jacket. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, why I would say it's a page right out of the Velasquez handbook. I mean, more or less. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> uh, I will not agree to that. But. I'm just making sure you're paying attention. Well, well, and the thing is that like Frank was in the hospital because he had uh, not been eating enough enough. malnourishment. Yep. Yeah, based on malnourished. So I mean, this is this is a life or death kiss potentially. So Zach and his mom have been fattening him up, like and and Laura fattening them both Mm. up to win them over, so Zach could make sweet love to homeless Laura. Oh, I thought this was gonna end in Zach and his mom eating them. (laughs) (laughs) i mean metaphorically fattening them up not literally well i mean zach is good does want to eat laura but like that's something else altogether oh hickory dickory doc hey Hey, the dice man (laughs) (laughs) but speaking of like fattening them up do you remember like how much food uh laura and frank said they ate yeah, because um, um, Zach's mom was like, hey, uh, do you want another piece of pie? And he's like, no, three mm. is my limit. Oh, the plot yeah. thickens here. <laughs> and then Laura asked Laura like, if she wants anything else. And she says that she ate like five potatoes and <laughs> and like three lamb chops. We call that the Irish diet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Wow. I mean, but man, anyways. how much food do like Zach and his mom like have stored up in their mansion? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe the dad eats uh a lot of star chevy foods or something. Because uh <laughs> yeah. it's not a potato. Maybe. But uh yeah, so Zach finally gets well, at least a precursor to what he wants, and that of course is to to bed the lady Laura and uh but I guess in order to make a show um that you know maybe they're not going to go have sex later (laughs) Laura says she wishes there was something uh she could give to Zach and then her dad is like oh I know 
And God, this is the worst, like, schmaltzy, like, sitcom cliche that, I mean, no one does this anymore, thank God, because it's so played out. But her dad sits at a nearby piano, and they all sing and play Silent Night. The uh, Jingle Bells, actually. No, I no, think. it was Silent Night. Oh, wasn't it? I thought it was like an upbeat. Okay. No, no, it was Silent Night. Well, it doesn't matter, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is, I didn't want it. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is that I had read that Stephen Mendel, the guy that plays Frank, that the very first thing in his IMDb is Stephen Mendel began singing at age eight. Oh, Um, so you think he was cast because of his musical ability? I I think that was probably like uh, something that played into it because uh, he is like legitimately singing uh, mm-hmm. in this and he's on pitch. Uh, his daughter Laura is not as good. She's a uh, <laughs> little little questionable here and there. Oh, but... this is a Simon Cowell over here. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I mean, all I'm saying is maybe if she wasn't eating five potatoes at a time. Her career would be going better, Steve, as Simon Cowell. Right. Uh, thin um, thin tummies make for. Powerful vocalist? Is that what you're saying there? Yeah, I, I don't know. Something along Because, you know, uh, nothing is better than singing when you're lightheaded from not eating, right? Right, right, of course. Yeah, yeah. that's that, that's a good point. Whew. Well, uh, anything else to add before we render our uh, verdict? No, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Remember the question. All right, uh... Mr. Velasquez or Tiny Tim Velasquez? I don't know. Do you think... uh, (laughs) I'm trying to make it Christmassy. I've been failing miserably. Uh, Do you think uh, Saved by the Bell, Home for Christmas, Parts 1 and 2, should be uh, remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? I say remember it. Uh, I think it does a good job of being a Saved by the Bell show or episode while still kind of like getting some of your typical Christmas spirity type stuff in it. Uh, there's some generally like funny moments uh, in it. Uh, I was actually surprised at how much I laughed at it. So, yeah. Um, what about you, Steve? You Bayside Tiger, you. <laughs> am, I, am I being hit on by another sociopath here? Uh... The, the, the Saved by the Bell kids, they went to... Um, school called Bayside. Yeah, I, I know. And then and their mascot was a tiger. Oh, right, I but you were saying it very was... suggestively, like one AC or Zach <laughs> Morris might say. I'm sorry, like Zach and his mom are just really <laughs> rubbing off on me. <laughs> Watch out, women of Tampa. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I keep apologizing anytime I say something I shouldn't, but she says it's okay. So Right, right, right. It's fine. So do you think your mom will be as understanding as Zach's mom? Uh, no, she's too old to know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. It just got kind of, uh, kind of depressing here. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I think this is definitely a better Christmas episode than it is a Saved by the Bell episode. Um, I prefer, you know, to have more interaction with the rest of the gang, but, you know, they fit him in as best they could. I definitely chuckled here and there, and I enjoyed, uh, you know, uh, dissecting Zach Morris and his uh, predatory like uh, instincts and plans yeah. here. So, 
De- definitely one of his less asshole-ish episodes. Oh, though. yeah, yeah. But I, I like how it's still teetered. It, it, and it really did come yeah, off yeah, yeah, like yeah. Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Yeah. Um, it's like, man, it's like it's like Zach Morris is like, man, he wants so bad to not be who he really is. <laughs> Right. And and he thinks he succeeds, but he really does. Uh, I don't know. Right. right. I just want to hear Zach say, uh, I'm going to return some videotapes um, before, you know, running right. away I, from a murder I hate, scene. I hate when they do like gritty reboots of shows, but I think a gritty spinoff of Zach exploring his strange psychological. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Oh, go on, and I'll say verdict. one I'm thing. Sorry. I was disappointed that Mr. Belding was not in this episode because I really I love some Mr. Belding. But of course, uh, I'm going to go with a remembered here. Um, Now, do you think you would ever like watch it again? Like, would you watch this like every year? Um, eh, Maybe with like friends that were also like grew up watching Saved by the Bell. That would be fun. Friends around. But uh, all right. Here we here's the remembered bumper. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right. Yeah, good times. Uh, hmm. I wanted to point out in the Obscuratron here, there's a picture of the Bayside gang and it looks like Lisa's throwing up a gang symbol. Did you see it by any chance? Uh, no, um, I did not notice it. I'll have to wait for it to uh, come by, but uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, well, that was a good time. Um, and uh, next week, we're wa- what is it exactly that we're watching a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Christmas special? Is that what it is? Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> I forgot I had sent that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm trying to remember what it's called. I sent. I know I sent you like the link for it, right? Right. Well, I guess we'll just have to figure out it, it later. But I mean, hey, who doesn't love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Pig Dan? I think this is obscure enough for you because I mean, I've never seen this Christmas special, and it's one it, with it's. It's called We Wish You a Turtle Christmas, and it's with and yeah, the uh, live action turtles, right? Not the cartoon. Yeah, it's with the live action turtles. It's like 22 minutes long. Nobody likes. It's, that shit. <laughs> it, it's here on YouTube. And actually, uh, for anybody that wants to watch it ahead of time, I'm going to drop, as the kids say, the link here oh. in the chat. Drop it like and, it's uh, hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool yet? I, I, I'll, I'll say this. It starts off with a song, a rap-ish kind of not song, but yeah. Right. Well, you know if there's a rap... And the turtles are doing the singing. Oh, oh boy. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, and, uh, of course, at the beginning of the show, I uh, we ran a bumper or promo for Escape to Earth. The Kickstarter for issue number two is live now. Uh, so uh, go ahead and check that out. It goes a long way to supporting uh, this show and um, hopefully... Uh, it may make a great uh, Christmas present, <laughs> at least. So, you know, you make your donation now and then you get the book probably in April <laughs> so that or May. <laughs> so that just works out. So you get Christmas in May. huh? I mean, that makes perfect sense, yeah, right? There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, anything else to add before we end it there, Mr. Velasquez? 
Uh, no, Steve, I think you can ring the bell, if you will. Oh, All right, we'll uh, see you guys uh, next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.